Good day, everyone. This is Matt with A Cup of Freedom. Thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. Today is the day the Lord has made, and we will rejoice in Him. I've got my cup of coffee, my Javalia coffee this morning, and we are celebrating the freedom that we already have in Jesus Christ. The Son has set us free. Amen. We drink some coffee. We talk about Jesus and the freedom He provides. Thank you so much for being here today. And this is going to be our uh, last episode of 2023. Thank you so much for those of you who have man, come along, maybe new, brand new this year. And that's what I wanted to start off with is just celebrating you guys, celebrating you guys, the listeners. We could not do this without you. We, every year at the end of our, uh, at the end of the year, the uh, podcast platform sends us our, sends us our uh, statistics, I guess, if you will, on, on listeners. And we've had so many uh, new people this year. We're so grateful. We're so thankful. We're, we're up to almost 40 countries being heard this year, I mean, I'm just humbled by that, overwhelmed by that. I say thank you to you guys, the listeners. Uh, some of you have have made us your number one podcast. I mean, I can't even imagine that. Um, some of you have made us one of your top five podcasts. Uh, so grateful, and we're just so thankful for you. Those of you maybe that have been with us the whole time, we're going to be next year celebrating four years of this podcast. I can't believe what God has done, how He's used this. Uh, I'm so, so thankful for for all of it and thankful for you guys because you guys are the ones that make this possible. You're the reason why I do this and I share this message because freedom really is available and you have it already in Jesus Christ. And so that's what we're going to continue to talk about. But I got to celebrate you guys. Um, we had several episodes that you guys really resonated with. A couple of them were uh, The Addiction Lie. We did a whole series on addiction. I would encourage you over these next couple of weeks as we are taking some time off for Christmas and New Year's, and as you enjoy time with your family, if you want to catch up on a couple of series that we did, we actually did several series this year. We did one on the addiction lie, uh, just addiction in general, and how oftentimes it's approached. And and so that's a whole series there if you want to catch up on that. That was one of our top episodes. And also, I'm going to share a link at, uh, in the description here of our of our top episode this year, really it was a personal story for me of how Jesus set me free from my addiction. And so I'm going to leave a link to that if you if you haven't listened to it or if you want to listen to it again. Um, thank you so much for supporting this podcast, for being a part of our community. I do consider this a community, um, just just a way of, of you, even though I don't know some of you. I know some of you that listen, but I don't know all of you. And so... I'm just I'm just thankful. I, I consider this a community. I consider this a place where we can come together. Maybe it's once a week. Maybe it's twice a week. Uh, we've got some things planned for the new year that will will also be a part of that as well. And so we're just we're just thankful. Say so thank you for the gift of you, the listener who joins us on a weekly basis. So I wanted to start off with that. And, and again. I've called today freedom. Freedom is a gift. I mean, this is so so true. And I wanna, I wanna say a few things, but I also wanna encourage you and maybe challenge you to think of it in a new way. Because so oftentimes freedom is is talked about in so many different ways. But when we talk about spiritual freedom, freedom in Christ, it is. There's no doubt from Scripture. There's no doubt from what the Bible tells us that freedom has already been purchased for the believer. It's already been won for us. In Christ, there's no doubt about that. Uh, the cross and resurrection was that powerful to purchase our freedom, 
to take us from being in sin to now being in Christ. That's a done deal. It's a gift, and it's a gift. It's not something that we can go after or strive for or attain or or through any type of effort or religious activity or whatever. Um, but what I want to say is two things. Is I, First of all, I spent 30 years of my life, still really Christian life, from 7 to my mid-30s, really believing that I wasn't free, didn't have freedom, and I had to go out there and somehow figure out how to get it. And then there was these kind of light bulb moments that started happening through some really painful circumstances too, and also just struggling with an ongoing fleshly addiction and dealing with that, that all of a sudden it was like this: the Spirit just began to, to whisper to me, to say to me, Matt, you've already got it. I've already purchased your freedom. I've already given you the gift of freedom. You've got it. You you don't have to try to strive or search or go after or, or attain or or try to do a bunch of religious spiritual activities to get it. You've already got it. Now, will you trust me in that? Will you will you trust me? The Spirit, God works in our lives by faith. We oftentimes think God works in our lives by all the things that we're doing or not doing. Like if we stop sinning, well, then God's going to work in our lives. Or if we start doing a bunch of religious activities, well, then God's going to work in our lives. He's always working in our lives. He's always faithful to work in our lives. But I, the way God works, just like with salvation, was by faith. In our lives, He's working in our lives by faith. He's He's inviting us to choose to believe and trust what He's accomplished to for our freedom, so that we can experience what we already have. See, and I've talked about this a lot. The gap between you are free and you're not experiencing it is is belief. We think it's I got to do a bunch of things to to experience it. No, it's actually I'm trusting that it's true. I continue to trust the truth. I choose by faith. Maybe it's maybe in the beginning I just got to I just by faith have to have to just exercise that faith muscle in that moment even though I don't feel it. I'm not acting like it. I can choose to believe this is true and the spirit's always revealing this that it's a gift that it's not something you attain or, or go after, and so, so I would say that 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 it's possible to experience this freedom, but the gap is we think the gap is well I got to go out and do something. No, it's actually I got to believe something. I'm invited to believe something is true, and that was that was the light bulb moment for me. I thought I had I thought I was not able to do it, not able to find freedom, and it's very frustrating because you spend spent I spent a majority of my life trying to get freedom get freedom from an addiction and try to earn that by doing a bunch of spiritual activities that if as long as I could just figure out how to do this, I was going to have it. And it just was exhausting. It didn't work and it didn't produce freedom at all. And so freedom comes by actually realizing that Christ has already provided it. It's a gift. And so there's two things that I want to kind of kind of encourage you and challenge you with is there's a difference between the, the words for and from. For and from. So it goes like this. Um, I spent most of my life trying to live for freedom versus living from the freedom that he's already provided. So if you spend, if you're spending your life right now, if you're spending your Christian walk trying to get freedom or live for freedom, you can give up that battle. You can give up that fight. You can give up that striving because it's already been given to you. Brother and sister in Christ, you've got it. I can't convince you of that. The Spirit of God wants to convince you of that. That's that's the working of the Lord in you is that he's trying to woo you, convince you, 
um, persuade you, those are all words I like to use, persuade, convince, woo you to trust that it's true, not because I say it's true, but because the Spirit of God's already done all the work to produce it, to provide it, to cause, the cause and effect has already been, been given, our role is to receive it and to believe it, just like salvation was that. At some point, God spoke to you and you said, yes, I, I, I want to receive that gift of forgiveness, that gift of salvation. I can't earn that. There's nothing I can do to earn that. And then somewhere along the line in the Christian life, we start thinking that we've got to go after things. We've got to go after things that we've already got, and it, it's just ex- it's exhausting. It was for me. Maybe you can relate to that. You've spent maybe a lot of your life just trying to earn and strive and get from God when he's simply with arms open wide saying, I've already given it to you. Here it is. Here's the gift of freedom because there's nothing you can do to, to earn it, to strive for it, to get it. Ver- so that's the living for the living for freedom is comes out in all kinds of ways. It comes out in two big ways, which is, which is striving to not sin, to not, you know, to overcome an addiction, to overcome the flesh, to overcome whatever. That's that's the more obvious part of it. You know, we've got an addiction to pornography, we've got an addiction to drugs, whatever that is, and so we're going to go after freedom. We don't have it, so we're going to go after it because that's and that's going to be the pursuit of our lives. We're going for it. Because we think that we are lacking something, we're lacking something, and then once we realize, man, this addiction's really bigger than I thought it was, I really can't overcome this. Then it becomes really, really big, where it becomes something that we just can't do. We can't overcome. We need something outside of ourselves. We need we need some help. That's it's bigger than us. We can't solve this. We can't fix this. We can't overcome it. And it's actually not something outside of ourselves that we need. It's something inside <laughs> that we need. Uh, we've been looking to all these sources outside of ourselves for the answer when it's actually Christ in us. So the, it's, it's what we've already got that is the answer. We just don't know that. We don't know how to live from what we already have. We're still living from a place of lack or I've got to get, go get freedom. And that's where the first part of it comes. I'm living for freedom. I'm living for something. And as you already probably know, if you struggle with an addiction, that striving to try to overcome it just doesn't work. You know, a believer in Christ who is choosing to live by the flesh, choosing to sin, is living in an unnatural way. That's why you're frustrated. That's why you're like, oh, man, why do I keep going to this? Why do I keep... It's because it's not who you are anymore. It's it, it's never going to feel right. It's never going to... You're never going to think it's right because maybe it'll give you a quick a quick sense of pleasure or a quick whatever, but immediately after that, you're going to feel like, oh man, why, why? I talk to guys all the time that are sharing that. Why well, can't believe that, that, I, I mean, I love Jesus. I know Jesus. I, I he's, I, he's so important in my life. And yet I, I still go and choose to the, why? And it's ultimately because we're believing a lie in that moment. We're believing we're lacking something. We're believing that Christ maybe isn't providing something in that moment. And so this other fleshly thing is going to give me what I need in the moment when actually it's going to, it's going to be an unnatural way for me to respond because, because I, I actually hate it. I don't like it. I don't want it. So any, any, any believer is going to be restless if we're choosing to go after the flesh because, because we're trying to live for something. We're trying to live for freedom. We're trying to get our needs met apart from Christ. It's it's going to be, you're going to be bothered by it, in other words. You're going to be bothered by it because it's not you. It's not who you are. And when you choose to give into the flesh, it, there's going to be a frustration. There's going to be a discontentment. There's going to be a, 
Why am I doing this? Why am I going to this? Now, this doesn't mean that you're going to enjoy, once you understand and experience your freedom and that you believe you've got it, that you're going to enjoy this like perfectly sinless life. I'm not saying that. We, we all stumble and we all fall in many ways. But there is freedom that can be experienced. We we need to know that. We need to, you know, we need to know that that we can choose to live from. That's where the word from is so important. I would encourage you maybe to write that down. Am I and here's a question for you. Am I living for freedom? Or I live or, or am I living from the freedom that he's already provided? That's a big difference. One, the first one. Is, is coming from a place of lack. It's coming from a place of getting or earning or striving or attaining. Or I don't have this, so i got to go out and get it. The other one is living from a place of fullness. It's living from a place of already. It's living from a place of I've got this already in Christ. It's, it's fullness. It's completeness. It's, it's, it's the spiritual living water that lives inside of us. We've got it in us. We just need to learn how to choose to live from, to drink from the living water, to live from what we already have. Big difference. I would encourage you to talk to God about that maybe over these this next week or the next couple of weeks and, and ask him to reveal that to you. You know, Lord, in what ways have I been living for freedom? Believing I lack it, believing I've got to go out and get it. And I, I get it. I mean, the, the, the addiction is frustrating. It's like you, you maybe have been going to it for a year, five years, 10 years, 20 years like I was. Of course, that's going to be deeply ingrained in us, and there's going to need to be some renewing of the mind that happens, some replacing of lies to truth. That's, that is going to be a process, but, but you've got to know in this moment, you can know in this moment, because if, if the Scripture says and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free, knowing this truth that you already have freedom is transformational. It does set people free. It set me free, believing that I actually already was free led to renewing of my mind, to believing, to thinking it. My emotions were still there, but now I was responding from, responding from a place of already being free versus reacting out of lack to try to get freedom. There's a big difference in that. And so I would say, you know, just Lord, what does that look like in my life? He's not going to come at you with condemnation and with, oh boy, I just wish you would figure this out. No, he's going to come out of a place of love, of kindness, of revealing, of inviting, of wooing you, of convincing you, of persuading you. He's always going to come out of that way. That's just the way he, he works in our lives, and he's inviting us to believe it. God works in our life through belief, through faith, and we either choose to trust that or not. We can look at our circumstances, we can look at the flesh, we can look at all those things that we don't know or understand, and we could become discouraged, of course, and say, well, man, this must not be true because I'm not feeling it and I'm not acting like it. I get that. That's the reality of, of a lot of people. So the reality was re- the reality for me. And at some point, Christ broke through all that. Uh, it didn't come through some special type of thing for me. It was just a Holy Spirit revealing. It was Yes, it was difficult circumstances, God kind of used my marriage and the difficulty of my addiction within my marriage to first kind of start revealing this. He was already revealing it. I just wasn't listening. Uh, and, and that was kind of the first kind of, I guess, if you will, uh, circumstantial type thing. So he can use our circumstances. He can use an addiction. I, I say that two of the greatest ways that God's transformed me is my my fleshly addiction to pornography and my and my marriage. Those are two of the greatest ways that God has used in my life to transform me. 
to renew my mind to the truth. Oftentimes it does come through the difficulty. It does come through those moments where we are in a desperate place or we're in a place of like, I don't know what to do. I don't, I'm, I'm, that's actually a, a good place to be. Like, I don't, like, like there's, at some point you just realize there's nothing to do. What is it I need to believe? And that could be another good question. What is it you need to believe about the freedom that God's already given you? What is it you need to believe that? Is it something? Is it as simple as I just need to believe that that He accomplished it all? That I don't have to actually. I can give up the the striving, the earning, the the going after. Maybe it's that. Maybe it's the the belief that you've already got it. Like you've got freedom to the full. So where the Scripture says where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Where does the Spirit live? He lives in you. You've got freedom. Um, and oftentimes we equate freedom with with a behavior, and that's not how Scripture typically talks about freedom. We sure we want that in our behavior, but freedom is something that we've been now taken out. Of. We've been taken out of spiritual bondage to sin, the power of sin, the flesh. These are all things we used to be in. Uh, the old man was alive in us. Those things were crucified at salvation. Those things were removed at salvation. They were killed off, never to come again. Okay, especially the old man. Now, the power of sin and the flesh still exists, but the old man's dead and gone. 2 Corinthians 5.17 is clear on that. Galatians 2.20 is clear on that. I was, Paul said, I was crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. That's who lives in you. You've got, so you've got freedom. We think of freedom as behaviors. That's not what, when Christ says, I came to set captives free, he's talking about captivity to sin, the power of sin. That's where true freedom is. You're you're no longer in sin, brother and sister in Christ. You're no longer in sin, even though you can choose to commit acts of sins. Two totally different things. And so Jesus accomplished what he came for. He came to set captives free. The cross and resurrection did that. And if you've trusted that for salvation, you've got it. You've got freedom. So maybe it's that. Maybe it's maybe it's just, you know, and, and, and the other way this comes out in our lives too, is I said the first one is we're, we're trying to, to stop sinning as, as a way of experiencing victory, then the other way is is by more of what I say the religious side of it, where we're we're trying to get victory or get freedom by doing a bunch of religious activities. We're trying to to do something for God. So if we do something for God, then He'll bless me or He'll give this to me. He's already given it. Well, I didn't realize He'd already given it all. He's given it all. Uh, that's what God does. He's the giver. We're the receiver. We don't go after it. We don't get it. He's the giver. We receive. And so the, the, the life of a Christian who's experiencing their victory is nothing less than the life of Christ that's being expressed through the child of God. His life in you being expressed in and through you. Uh, and so any fleshly behavior, this is more what we think of the bad negative behaviors or the more positive fleshly behaviors, like trying to serve God to get something, any behavior that's not dependent on him living his life in and through us comes from the flesh. And people can spend their whole lives trying to do religious things for God so he could bless them more or give them something they don't have. And yet that's still the flesh. That's still not experiencing our freedom because we can be busy doing things for God instead of living from his life in us, his freedom. And so this life that we have now means we're invited to depend on his resources. Him is our source, not our own. The flesh life just simply means I'm depending on what I can do or what somebody else tells me to do. Tell me what to do and I'll commit to doing it. 
And we may be re- very well respected for that. I know a lot of people, and I was too, is like, hey, okay, man, look at how you're serving God and you're doing all this. And we may, and it's still in the whole, all that moment, we're relying on the religious flesh. We're relying on that to, to experience whatever we think we are lacking from God. And, and, and the reality is, is God really has no desire for us to live a fleshly life, either one way or the other. He has no desire to try to help us do all these Christian activities because they're still doing we're still doing it out of the flesh. He wants to live his life in and through it. He wants to accomplish this in and through us. It's Ephesians 2:10. He's made us his masterpiece, and now as his masterpiece, he's created us to do good works. We get the other thing around. We got to go out and do good works to become the masterpiece. No, you're already the masterpiece. You are his masterpiece. Now, as we allow him to live his life in and through us, He's created us to do these good works. You were created to do good works, but you got to know you're the masterpiece first. If you don't know that you're the masterpiece, you're going to spend the rest of your life trying to become the masterpiece. I didn't know I was the masterpiece. Now I believe that to be true. And now I believe he's created me to do good works. So I don't work to get something for from God. I've already got it. I'm not working for God so he'll give me something I don't have. It's now I'm invited, and I don't always do this, but I'm invited to live from the fact that he's already made me his masterpiece, he's given me his freedom, and I can live from that. It's a big difference. I mean, it can be so exhausting, so nauseating trying to become holy when God says you already are holy. Now live from the holiness that I've given you as a gift. It can be exhausting trying to become righteous when God says you already are righteous. It can become exhausting trying to become blameless when God says you already are blameless. I mean, it's just, it can be an exhausting time, whether you're spending time trying to overcome an addiction or you're trying to relig- live a religious life of, of service to God. It doesn't mean that we should not do things for God, but are we doing it? What's the motive behind it? What, why are we doing it? Because if we're doing it from a place of lack, it's going gonna, it's gonna to exhaust us. So I, I just want to leave you with this too, because again, you know, oftentimes we're living from a place of lack. And I want to encourage you, what would that look like this next day, week, year, as we get ready to come on to 2024? What would it look like for you to be able to live from Christ as the source of all of that? All of those things you think you're missing, all those things you think that you're lacking, all those things that you think you maybe you've been striving or trying to earn or get for so long that you're just exhausted. What would that look like for for you to realize that he already has provided all of it. He's given you all of it. He's given you the gift of freedom. And what would that look like for you to live from that? To drink from that freedom. To live from that freedom. To walk by the Spirit. To set your mind on Christ. To set your mind on things above. To, to experience what you've already got. That's what we all want. He, God doesn't want us to not experience what we have. He wants us to experience it. He's inviting us. And what's the gap there? The gap, and this sounds it sounds frustrating, but it's how God works in our life. The gap is faith. What steps of faith may God be inviting you to trust Him to believe you've already got everything you need for life and godliness, that He is your life, that He is your source, that He has already given you victory over sin. He set you free from sin and His life and power in you will be how you deal with ongoing temptations and ongoing flesh. It's not you trying to become more powerful or you trying to overcome. It's his life. We're saved from sin's power 
by his life in you, expressed through you. That's how it is. And so as you're choosing that, as you're believing that, you're walking by the Spirit. So the key to overcoming the flesh, what is it? It's walking by the Spirit. That's a choice that we make. You don't have to have any other special learning or knowing. You've already got the Spirit in you. Ask Him to reveal what you've got. Ask Him to reveal the gift. If you don't believe it, ask Him to reveal it. He will be faithful to do that. He'll be faithful. There's no doubt. And so we experience this freedom in this Christian life. We experience this as we receive this as a gift by faith. We receive God's gift of freedom by faith. It, it might seem logical to us in our heads that we've got to go out and get it, that we've got to fight for freedom. We've got to fight for victory. We've got to fight. That might seem the surest way to experience it, but it's not. It's God's, God has actually given it to us, but we get to choose to receive it by faith. And those have, you know, we, <laughs> we, we've, it, the gift of salvation now doesn't change after we're in Christ. It's still, it's still a gift. And, and it's, it's the same kind of faith that saved us that can be chosen by faith to live this Christian life. Because we now have, we, we have now can receive the freedom here and now from the power of, of your sin, you've already gotten that. The power for ongoing fleshly behaviors, it's already been won by the Savior on the cross. Amen to that. And His resurrection has given you freedom. And even though in a lot of ways we know intellectually that our own efforts have nothing to do with our salvation and, from, and for the penalty of our sin, we, we can be deceived to think that now we've got to go out there and we've got to, get, we've got to believe that our own efforts are going to play a part in this at least. Yeah, God help me, but in our own efforts that we can still go out and do it. And here's the thing, our efforts can not only never play a part in our freedom, uh, except choosing, uh, uh, they actually can prevent it. They can pre- prevent us from experiencing it because we're using our own resources instead of the resources of, instead of Christ as our source. We're to use our will to choose, to accept, to receive, to believe that freedom is ours. The gift of freedom is yours, not to make it, not to make an effort to make it happen. It's never going to work. At times when I experience that, when I when I ha- when I'm frustrated with that, I, I can go I can go back and realize, oh yeah, I'm trying to get something I already have. I'm trying to get something I already have. And so understanding this truth can be such so freeing. <laughs> the, the struggle can be be let go of. You don't have to. He, God doesn't intend for you to struggle for freedom. He wants you to rest in the freedom that He's already provided. And then enjoy freedom as a gift. Can you? I, I want to really encourage you to enjoy this gift of freedom over these next days and weeks. It's impossible to struggle and rest at the same time. It's impossible to struggle for freedom and rest from freedom at the same time. I want to encourage you to rest from the freedom that he's already given to you by faith. Because it's his great gift to you. Because that's how much he loves you and cares about you. It's how much he is for you. He's a good, he's a good father. The love of the father is so giving, and that's what he wants you to receive today. So receive it, receive it in love, receive it in kindness, receive it out of his grace, because that's what he longs to give you. So thank you so much again, everyone, for listening. I'm going to leave a link to the 
to the other podcast that we uh, was one of our top ones this year. If you want to check that out, we've got a lot of other series that you can go back through. We did one on beliefs, emotions, uh, an addiction series, all kinds of things. Uh, if you'd like to go through some of those, we'd, we'd uh, yeah, that, that's what you can do in the next couple of weeks. We look forward to talking with you all again in 2024. Have a Merry Christmas. Have a Happy New Year. And we will talk to you all real soon. As we say here on this podcast, come as you are and find freedom. We'll talk to you next time.